LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, everybody, it is Steve. It has been a little over a week since I've gone live. Um, I told you all about this, but I'll just give you a quick refresher. Um, struggles getting into the dentist, went to a clinic. You know, everybody says, oh, go to a clinic or whatever. I went to a clinic and um, they tried to do local Novocaine to my tooth, try to extract it, yank it out. And uh, lo and behold, um, I wasn't really able to suffer through it. It just was too painful for me. And by the way, like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Please take a moment. Um, in any event, I've been struggling. Huge, my jaw swollen. It's even swollen now. I almost didn't go live. Didn't go live on status quo at all last week. Didn't record the grumble. Um, have literally been on the DL. Um, so right now I'm amped up on lots of ibuprofen, went through a course of antibiotics. Hopefully I'm going to hang in there. Um, it's a lot of pain trying to find somebody to take me in to get the work done even more challenging. Um, but anyway, so let's go ahead and talk. So one of the things that's been going on with me during this time period is that, you know, for years I've spoken about modern monetary theory. And uh, those of you who know, uh, know that I was a very, very huge Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, it got me really started in uh, doing live streams and, and trying to get involved in this movement. Um, but here we are now, what, you know, almost eight years later. And I have seen no progress in that time. I've seen absolutely nothing to celebrate. I've seen nothing inspiring. I've seen no candidate come forth that was worth my time. I haven't seen any evidence that we are making any progress in terms of people understanding how the monetary system works. I haven't seen the kind of progress I would need to see out of just about anyone, right? At this point in time, I see nothing to hang your hat up and say, we're making good progress. We're making things happen. It's changing. Change is right around the corner. I haven't seen anything to suggest that. In fact, pretty much the only things that I have seen at all are things that make life worse. Everybody fought hard to get Donald Trump out of office. They got Donald Trump out of office. We got Joe Biden. Horrible. Because now, whereas you could have fought Donald Trump previously, you're now stuck either A, supporting Joe Biden, or B, beating on Joe Biden and having his followers basically tell you, what do you want Trump? So literally no progress there at all. Zero. Okay. And you watch AOC and the rest of the gang fall down and basically screw labor over in the most recent iteration with the railway strikes, um, et cetera. 
And then you see a lot of people that are genuinely willing to run interference and make excuses for everything that's going on. To them, you're not my tribe. If you're if you're somebody that's making an excuse for the squad that's not delivering, or even quite frankly, for Bernie Sanders at this point, who hasn't really delivered either. I feel like we're all wasting our time the more we talk about these people as if somehow or another they're on our team, like somehow or another they're going to make things change just one more election away before you're going to get everything the way you want it. And so, you know, I go through my head and I say, you know, checkmate, right? Checkmate. I'm telling you to learn about modern monetary theory and modern monetary theory shows that the federal government can do anything that it wants to do, can afford anything for sale in U.S. dollars, could provide us with health care yesterday. I mean, goodness gracious, their last payment to Ukraine could have easily paid for everyone to have free health care, not subsidized health care, not insurance, but literally free health care. We're not getting it. It's not happening. And you have to ask yourself, why is it not happening? I don't care about any of your um, desires to celebrate these candidates. I don't care about any of your desires to celebrate your political party. I don't care about any of your desires to, um, you know, feel good, to want to believe. I, I don't care about any of that because it's, 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 it's fictitious. For those people that bash religion constantly, the idea that you're going to elect your way through this is religion. It's not real. It's religion. It's fake. It's fake news. And, uh, you know, each time they cave in, a little piece of me dies. Each time somebody out there that celebrates these folks, a piece of me dies. Each time someone points to them and says, look, these, the, that they're good. Stop that. A piece of me dies. Every single time I see someone trapped in the matrix that is unwilling to hear the fact that it's going to require something different, a piece of me dies. Okay. I look in the MMT community and I say to myself, for all these years, I have tried my best to explain that the federal government can do anything. It literally can do anything. And it doesn't cost you a nickel in tax dollars because they don't require taxes to fund spending. In fact, taxes literally never spending. And yet here we are, the same people that support AOC and the squad and the same people that support Bernie to this day still believe that their hard-earned tax dollars pay for these things. So we've made zero progress. They still are just as trapped in this mindless bullshit that they've been in their whole lives. And they're unwilling to release that fake knowledge and incorporate new knowledge. So at this point in time, I say to myself, well, don't Steve, why are you going to go live? What is it that you're trying to tell people? What is it? If nobody is changing, if they're literally not changing. And the very people that are pushing for knowledge of MMT, such as myself, realize that modern monetary theory is one of two things. It's either A the playbook for the existing Congress to get us what we want, or B, it's the lens that shows us that they're lying to us when they tell us they can't do it. So to me at this point, I'm looking at it as the lens that shows they're lying to us because I don't expect anything of value to come from our electoral process. I don't consider anything of value coming from these people 
Nothing. Zero. Show me anything to hang my hat on with AOC. If you can. If you can. And you can't. But if you can, show it to me so I can have the same kind of religious hope that you share and this fake thing that you've placed your hopes and dreams in. Show me. Show me the truth. Show me. Okay? If you cannot show me that, you must come to the conclusion that you are in a cult, a real cult, a cult that believes that electoralism is getting what you want. That is a cult because you have to defy all reality, all things in front of you. Every bit of evidence that is out there shows that that's not true. So if you're in that, you are part of a mental cult, a literal cult. Okay? You can phone bank harder. You can door knock harder. You can vote harder. You can donate more. You can do all the things and nothing will change. Nothing will change at all. In fact, things will get worse. Okay? Things will get worse. And there's a whole host of reasons why that is the way it is. I've talked at length about this thing called institutional knowledge. I doubt most people sat there and said, I better take notes. I got to think through this. What is this institutional knowledge thing? Institutional knowledge is knowledge or thinking that goes beyond debate. It's way outside the debate. It's stuff that they believe is already settled science. And so therefore they just act upon these things, this institutional knowledge without any discussion because it's no longer in the political realm. Not that politics really plays anything out anyway, because it's a charade. In most cases, you will have to prove otherwise to make me believe your fairy tale. You will have to show me evidence of universal health care. If you're going to tell me that 70 plus percent people, 80% of people, whatever, want Medicare for all, and we don't have it still, you have to explain to me why that is. If you're going to tell me that we have money to send to Ukraine, but we don't have money for health care, you have to explain to me why that is. I know why. I, I, I literally know why. But for those religious adherents out there, the cultists that keep suckling back into this bullshit narrative, this fake theater, and keep, because we're getting ready to amp up into another election cycle, and there's a lot of you people out there that still believe in Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny. You still believe in this shit, and therefore you're going to suck all the oxygen out of the room. You're going to take away every chance for everybody to learn. And you're going to start telling everybody how they got to vote for X, Y, Z candidate. You're going to get back into that cycle of bullshit again. And nothing is going to change. You're going to swear it well, but there was Jamal Bowman out there. We fought tooth and nail. Remember, everybody fought for the new squad member, the dude squad member. And he's out there literally voting to kill a strike. Voting to kill labor. You're going to have to show me evidence that these people had a gun to their head that made it so they had to vote for this shit legislation Biden pushed. You're going to have to show me how Biden makes labor stronger. You're going to have to show me these lies you tell and show me the truth that show me that what you're saying isn't a lie. 
that you're not full of shit. That you're not a misleaderer. That you're not someone that's literally lying to everyone you talk to. That you're not pushing false hope. Because if you are pushing false hope, you are stealing the life away from people that could fight back. But everybody wants a little false hope, right? Everybody wants to have their ear tickled. I don't. My tooth hurts too bad for my ear to tickle anymore. And it's because we have a feckless Congress that won't pass universal dental care, that won't push for Medicare for all, or better, a national, they won't do it, period, period. Do you understand? Period. It's not happening. But you can be sure that those same feckless son of a bitches for your viewing pleasure, so your cult worship works, so your whole fake narrative that you put into your head, that you allow them access to, that same narrative, that they will go ahead and keep filling you full of shit while they go ahead and fund the military. While they go after new wars, they're going to keep filling your head full of shit and you're going to keep taking it because you want to believe because you are part of the cult. You want to believe. You don't want to be deprogrammed because if you did want to be deprogrammed, you would understand. Congress, Article 1, Section 8, and Section 10, quite frankly, of the United States Constitution says that Congress alone has the power of the purse. The Congress alone and new money is spent when bills are passed. And the only bills that are being passed are going to the military industrial complex. That's it. That's it. That is it. We got a super chat in here. Thank you so much. Betamilo, uh, we need a vanguard party that has a distinctively proletarian character for money to be made into a public utility and for factors of production. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. So, you know, what I want to explain to you, though, is this. If you know that our money, our government, spends money into existence, if you know that, and you know that that means it can pay for anything available for sale in U.S. dollars, which means doctors, which means dentists, which means getting rid of student debt. If you know that they could do it and they don't do it, why is that? Why is that, folks? Folks, I'm not going to let it go. Why is it if you know that they could and you know that the population wants it, why is it that they don't do it? Don't give me your doorknock harder. Don't give me your bullshit about what do you want, Trump? If you ever say, folks, do me a favor for real. You don't have to do it in front of me. Do it for your family. Make sure your family knows. If you ever said, what do you want, Trump? If you ever said that, literally smack the bejesus out of yourself in front of somebody so you have a witness so that they know that you feel some sort of sorrow for making that lame ass line of reasoning to somebody. When somebody was standing on principle and you ruthlessly said to go ahead, what do you want, Trump? If you ever said that, smack the taste out of your own mouth. Literally beat the sh punch yourself. Don't spare any pain. You deserve a break today. Knock yourself cold. Take a nap. 
because that line of thinking blinded so many people. And what have we got? The brunchers went back to brunch. Roe v. Wade was repealed. No stacking of the courts. A parliamentarian stopped the supermajority. You got nothing from Joe Biden at all. Not a mother effing thing did you get from your vote for Joe Biden. You got Warnock down there. What did you get with your vote for Warnock? Did you get your $2,000 checks? Yes or no? The answer is no, you did not get them. And then, as if Trump wasn't mishandling COVID enough, Joe Biden says, hold my beer. And goes ahead and does the full capitalist approach of pushing everyone back to school, back to uh, work, literally. And now we have a triple deal going with RSV, hardcore flu, and of course, COVID. I don't know if you've tried to go to the emergency room lately or tried to get service even at a freaking minute clinic or whatever. But the lines are long to the point where they're saying three hours before closing time, we've hit our quota. We can't receive any more patients in here. I know. How? Well, happened to me. Okay? So as I sit here and I've talked to you for years and years and years about modern monetary theory, I want to be crystal clear, crystal clear, that my new focus with pointing out modern monetary theory is no longer going to be, look what AOC could pass if she was really a meaningful representative. Look what Rashida Tlaib, now Rashida is the lone vote against the strike, so I don't want to beat her up. Omar, the rest of them, they were doing any of this stuff. MMT is like, hey, here's this tool you can go out and use. Hey, Bernie, go out and tell everyone that money's a public utility and that we can have all these things. Don't sit there and keep falling back on that old bullshit. Not happening. Not happening at all. So going forward, the only thing that I think MMT serves is to, well, it's not the only thing. I mean, it serves a lot of things. I love MMT, but serves three primary things if I'm spitballing off the top of my head. Number one is it expresses what we could do if we actually had a government that served us. That's the first thing. It shows what could be done. Second of all, it shows that when you know what could be done, it shows you what they won't do. So now you know not only what could be, now you know that they won't. Then the next question will be, why the fuck not? Why not? Because you believe we have a democracy. You actually were... You were actually sold that this last election was about saving our, saving our democracy, okay? Democracy is on the ballot, right? You were, told, you were told that the last election was about saving our democracy, and you believed it. I'm, I'm not joking. I mean, a lot of pain, but you believe that. And you sold other people and you told other people this election's about saving our democracy. But in reality, what they did was they gave you an option that was so repulsive to you. And, you know, let's be fair. Who the fuck wants fascism? Fuck Donald Trump, right? Fuck that man. But you were sold 
We got to do this thing. So you ran out and you did this thing. And ultimately, what do you get? You got the same thing. You didn't get something different. You didn't get better. It didn't somehow or another suddenly become a different change. No, it's still all about building up the Democrats. We got to we got to do this thing for Democrats. We got to. It never, ever became about your needs. It never became about our needs. Dental work was never on the agenda. Why not? Healthcare was never on the agenda. Why not? A Green New Deal was never on the agenda. It was Joe Biden's stupid build back better. Okay. And it kept getting shrunker and shrunker and shrunker to the point where it was like nothing burger to the point where it was a few subsidies for what, chip makers or electric car makers. I don't know. Elon Musk, you know, whatever it is, right? We are not getting what we need. And so from my perspective, MMT serves to show us and radicalize us and nothing more. Because at this point in time, you cannot get a bill passed. They're still talking about raising interest rates to stave off inflation. They're still not even talking about what caused the inflation. And the things that they bring up, I mean, literally huge layoffs right at the holidays are happening all in defense of these inflation that were created largely by gouging, largely by supply chain mismanagement, and largely by globalization. And the fact that we had commodities out there run by oligarchs who have absolute power over them. Our government could have done something about it, but they have an absolute 100% adherence to laissez-faire capitalism. It's a 100% across the board from Elizabeth Warren to Joe Biden and to the rest of the Republican Party. All of them share in this laissez-faire version of capitalism where they inject their desire for who's going to win and who's going to lose. It's always us that loses. So going forward, if you sit there and you hear that, for example, I started doing some digging and I dug back to the Vietnam War because I was trying to understand why so many boomers held on to this idea of the Red Scare and anti-communism stuff and anti-socialism stuff and everything is socialism. I, I, I was trying to understand why it was so deeply embedded in their brain. And I realized that everything from Westmoreland to Lyndon B. Johnson to even Tricky Dick Nixon was all anti-communism. And I got a little bit more crazy and I dug a little bit deeper for some reason because that's sort of what I do. And I went back to the Korean War. And I started realizing, holy shit, the Korean War is all about stopping communism too, once again. And I started peeling the onion back a little bit more and realized that once again, this goes back to World War II with Japan, the Japanese Empire, after we dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. What happened? We had to be the guys that quote unquote escorted the Japanese out of the Korean peninsula. And they were also, and I didn't realize this, we were at war during uh, the Korean war with China. 
the North and China were taking us on. And by proxy, Joseph Stalin had helped fund uh, the guy, Kim Il-sun, I think his name is, Sung, uh, who was the the, uh, North North, uh, Korean uh, leader at the time. And you just keep going further and further back. And everything that we do is just literally about clearing markets, resource extraction, maintaining empire, and quote-unquote veiled in the framework of anti-communism. No joke. And you go back and you have to look at why that even matters, why that was even a thing. You think about World War II and we always think about fascism, but in reality, we were partnered up with Joseph Stalin as part of the Allies. But everything that you look at, if you look at history, Winston Churchill salivated, salivated, over Benito Mussolini. Lots of folks fascinated by the harsh brutality of fascist dictators. And all that goes back to, guess what? 1917, the Bolshevik Revolution. So everything that we're talking about, you can't just look at the last five minutes. And every time you think you can go back five years, you realize the five years isn't sufficient. You got to go five more. And every time you think you can center in on Ronald Reagan and blame him for everything, you realize, yeah, no, no. When Reagan was the freaking governor of California, you know, he was busy talking about this anti-communism stuff then too. Folks, it is embedded into every one of our brains. In particular, the age of people that grew up during the 50s and 60s, who had duck and cover, who were front row seats to the Cold War, you name it. So even if we did have a functioning democracy, even if that was what it was, you have so many people that have been brainwashed that anything the government could do for the people must be communism and just to show you how deeply ingrained this is when you recognize that we shouldn't have been in vietnam and you try and tell somebody that lost a loved one in the vietnam war hey it's not against your son your daughter your husband your brother whoever that died the fact is we should not have been there I think to myself, if you've ever studied anything about Ho Chi Minh, Ho Chi Minh was the leader of the Vietnam, North Vietnamese, uh, Viet Minh. And he went back to World War I too. Before World War I, he had met Woodrow Wilson. He had literally was absolutely of the belief that the United States would support him. He thought the U.S. was the good guys that would stand up for the little guy against oppression. He really did. I mean, really did. And lo and behold, he went through and learned all about the French as the French occupied Vietnam. And then when the French started getting swallowed up, the French put out a big old sign saying, hey, U.S., come save us. We're going to get annihilated. The U.S. comes in there and once again sets up shop. And we find out what another unwinnable war looks like. 
They weren't. They were willing to die by all real measures. The United States absolutely decimated the North Vietnamese army. The the staggering death toll is unbelievable, and yet nothing fundamentally changed at all. We realized that they wanted us out of their country and were willing to die more than anything in the world. And if you go back to Korea, again. This is all stemming off of the Japanese empire. If you go back to Korea, you realize that the North Koreans, before they became totally batshit crazy, okay, the the leader of the time, before Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un and whatever, the, um, I believe his name was Kim Jong-sung? Sung? I'll figure it out someday when it matters. But he literally wanted to reunify Korea. That's it. And in a half-hour meeting, the U.S. and Stalin split Korea down a parallel. They just said, yeah, I don't care what's happening. I don't care what you all think. We're just going to go ahead and split you right here at this parallel, this, this longitude line, this latitude line, excuse me. And... Each step along the way, it has been in the pursuit of anti-communism. And then back in the States, anybody that was seen as a communist sympathizer, anybody who was seen as a socialist sympathizer was targeted and blackmailed. I mean, just literally, literally chased around and followed and, and surveilled upon and jailed and beaten and all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I think to myself, You've got to undo all of that thinking. You've got to undo all that brainwashing. And it's not just the old timers that, you know, hold on to that duck and cover and better dead than red stuff. Now, by demonizing Russia yet again, now Russia hasn't been quote unquote communist in forever. Okay, but they they never really got to that level. Okay, but within the Soviet, right, when the whole Soviet Union fell apart, it's been what thirty plus years, forty years. People still think Russia is communist. It's that deeply ingrained. So a new generation of people are being trained to be anti-socialist, anti-communist. And the idea that any kind of social spending is communism, which if you've done any study at all, you know, social spending isn't communism at all. And you talk about a social democracy at best right there. Public spending is how governments provision themselves, period. Why is it the only thing the government should be spending on is war? Well, you should ask yourself that. Why is that? That brings us full circle. Why is that? So, you know, I look at other anti-imperialist groups and they don't get the economics right. And that bothers me a lot because it's really super important to the story. It's really super important because people are conditioned to reflexively reject socialism. They are conditioned to reflexively reflect, uh, reject communism. 
They don't know what it is. They don't understand it. but They know they don't like it. And so the idea of giving everyone health care should make everyone go, oh, thank God I don't have to worry. Thank God my needs will be met. Okay, whoo, whoo, glad that's done. But no, because you still got to worry about that communism thing. Okay? So the propaganda that has been built up and embedded into our brains over the years is thick. It's thick, it's dense. And every time you cast a vote, they know that they have, well, Putin, you a Putin puppet? You Putin? You Putin? 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 I think they just like saying the word poot, right? They just, it's like the, the, the six-year-old in them gets the giggles and they poot in the bathtub and bubbles come up. Putin, 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 right? It's just like fun for them. But in reality, it's playing off of the Red Scare. It's playing off of all those things that have been embedded into so many generations, okay? Ronald Reagan talked about this constantly. So the, the 80s kids, the kids graduating high school, heard all this stuff ad nauseum. The textbooks told it to you every day. The tales were told from the victor's eyes, and the victor's mouth. And so nothing is going to get done because if you ask for something and you don't go out and earn it, right, and you're asking for communism, and naturally they've got a built-in ad ready to go, a built-in propaganda war ready to shut it all down. So in order to make any kind of change in this country, you got to deprogram people. It, you can't reprogram them until you deprogram them, okay? Fadl talks about, Fadl Kaboob, you know, friend of the program, always talks about you can't, uh, you know, repair without decolonize. You can't decarbonize without decolonizing. Well, there's a lot of things. We got to decolonize our minds. We got to get rid of these thinking, the stinking thinking. Okay. Because otherwise, when I go out and do, I do a live stream like this, all you can tell, you can watch the numbers go up and down when I say something that the vote blew, no matter who lose their mind over. They can't stand when I tell them it's theater because they're willing to die over this one degree of separation between them and the GOP. And they don't understand that if you don't have a real strong leader that's willing to fight for the people on your team, assuming, by the way, that this system isn't just a bunch of bullshit cover for whatever the ownership class is going to do anyway, okay? If you don't have a strong leader, they're not going to do anything for you. So you're going to be busy for the next four to eight years defending fecklessness because what do you want, Trump? So every single thing that we talk about with MMT and explaining how you can have a Green New Deal, we can save ourselves from extinction, and we can give a job guarantee, and we can do Medicare for all, we can do all these things. It's true. Every fucking word I just said is 100% true. What is not true, though, however, is that you can elect your way there because the current environment, the current political system, has built in so many of these automatic stabilizers. When I say automatic stabilizers, I'm not talking 
about financial stabilizers like a job guarantee or unemployment or food stamps. I'm talking about built-in stabilizers to ensure the system stays exactly as it is from people that are quote-unquote long-serving Democrats or long-serving Republicans that work the polls, that show up every week, that control the bylaws, that control the rules, that do all the things to make sure there's no prayer that an insurgent has a chance. And if they do, it'll be a drop here, a drip there. It will never be the blue wave. And the blue wave that they talk about is typically a corporate blue wave where they stand in front of you, play happy hands with you, okay? And they sit jazz hands, you know? They get you all excited, get you dancing. Get you dancing to their beat. And then they go ahead and they bust the strike for railway workers. So don't give me the bullshit anymore. Thank you very much. I'm into real. I'm into the things that matter. I'm into the things that can be done that are actionable. Voting your way to something is a distraction at this point. If we are not really genuinely willing to unite, and I'm not talking about everybody, I'm talking about with enough people that are aware of what I'm talking about, that is not going to happen because there's another group of people busy sheepdogging them into supporting random candidates that don't have MMT, but damn it, they have a D in front of their name. And that you know who they are. You see them every day. They do their live streams. They post their posts. It's always my friend, Larry Summers, and they got yellow and blue. Uh, flags in their Twitter handle and all the rest. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't pretend you don't. Those folks are not fighting for Team Us. They're busy fighting to say we can dink and dunk around the edges. They're busy trying to curry favor within the establishment because that's career, man. It's a career. And if you think about it, a guy like Richard Wolf, I'll use him for example. If you all wonder why Richard Wolf gets MMT completely fucked up. And the reason for it is, is because he's written books for 40 plus years. And those books say everything non-MMT in them. So for him to come to MMT and say, well, actually, there's just new understanding I have about economics and it changes everything. You'd have to rewrite or, or step away from all the books he had written because it would fundamentally change that. It's the same thing with so many people that have lived this world the way they've lived it, that have doubled down on communism, doubled down on anti-communism, doubled down on this belief that taxes pay for spending, and doubled down on this belief, this stupid shit like Republicans raided Social Security. I've already gone through that. It's a spreadsheet. No, they fucking didn't. But that's the narrative. So there are layers upon layers upon layers of bullshit just to get to, it's like, how many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I mean, you've got more layers than you will ever know of bullshit to overcome. And by the time you overcome a few of those layers, the next election's here and you've lost everyone's attention because they're busy fucking door knocking and voting harder and phone banking for a random shitball candidate that doesn't understand MMT to begin with. So you get them into office and what good are they to you? Zero. Zero. Fucking zero. Okay? And you could tell that the little cliques that lived during Bernie Part 1 and Bernie Part 2 that said, well, Bernie tells you how to pay for the programs on his website. Those same feckless people are still staying feckless, man. They're like, stay feckless, my friends. Right? They're staying feckless because they don't want to learn. They don't want to learn. 
MMT. And then we've got this other group of people out there busy telling us that we can have Medicare for all at the state level, regardless of how fucking asinine that is. And regardless of how it, the finance of it is wrong, it doesn't work. And I'm sitting there telling you, I need help, man. I need my tooth fixed. I need health care. We need it. We all need it. But they, they, they're busy stealing the oxygen. And now they're talking about funding it with public banks, folks. They don't understand money at all. And the only voices they're willing to listen to are the people that are least capable of making an economic story. The least capable. The absolute least capable. The least capable, but they're out there fisting We're going to do it at the state level. There's a part of me that is so enraged that people follow along with the least intelligent groups that do these fucking pop-up ideas. And then I just say, who cares? Because there's so many bullshit beliefs out there and so many bullshit clicks out there and so many bullshit people that follow those bullshit clicks. That before you have any chance of getting a movement to take on the fake political theater of electoral politics, it becomes almost like, why bother? So you understand why people check out. Like, I certainly understand why people that are knowledgeable Say, fuck this shit, I'm done. These fucking buffoons want to chase after idiots talking about doing things at the state level. I'm good, man. I can even understand why some of them would say, well, I'm a socialist for sure. But in the absence of people waking up and doing things in the correct fashion and pushing away fake state-based level things and starting to focus instead on understanding that we don't have a government that serves us. As long as you think, it, it, it just, it feels fucking hopeless. And I could see them becoming libertarians. I know why people check out and become libertarians. Because the people they are supposed to be counting on in the electoral sense are busy spooning shitty candidates and busy cheering on crap candidates, and busy cheering on crap ideas, garbage ideas, trash ideas like state-based this and state-based that, trash. Just calling it out as it is, not, not even how I say it, just like how it is, for real, okay? So you start asking yourself, well, what are they organizing for? Are they, are they trying to, burn the government down? No. They're still out there busy talking about this group over here talks about the candidates and this group over there talks about the candidates and whatever. They're, they're not doing it. They're not talking about it. Because when you stare the beast in the eye and you go back all the way before 1917 with the Bolshevik revolution and you realize all the way through they have built everything on the idea that communism is evil, that socialism is evil, that anything that's public spending on the people is evil, that it's a handout. We don't want to create dependent people. Okay, They don't ever take a second to understand that money is a public utility, that it is the federal government that creates it. And by keeping that 
obfuscated and by keeping it blinded, keeping us blinded from that reality, the people still believe in the fairy tales instead of realizing that we must build parallel systems, parallel networks, parallel institutions, institutions, knowledge, knowledge that is ours to hang on as the other side, the left, the outside of the party. Not libertarian crap where it's all about me, myself, and I. Let me go buy some shit coin. Okay, not that trash. Okay. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Once again, we are at a point where unless we educate people and make them realize, ask the question, always ask the question. We have public money. We can without raising a nickel of taxes, you can give Ukraine millions and billions of dollars. And if you can do that, if you can just do that pop up, hey, here we go. If you can do that, why in the world is the first thought, how are we going to pay for it when you say Medicare for all or health care for all or shelter for all or food for all or dental care for all? Why is it the first thing is, how are you going to pay for it? Why is that the first question? And why is it the least understood how to answer? You got to ask yourself these questions because we need to radicalize people. I see a lot of people that are doing pretty fucking well. Buying the most expensive vehicles, having the bougie pets, living in the beautiful places, doing the beautiful things, hanging out with the beautiful people, busy telling everybody, oh, well, you know, we can do these things. We just have to resource the vote. We just have to vote a little harder. It's, it's, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. And as a result, it leaves you feeling kind of hopeless. And I'm not here to push nihilism. That's not what I'm pushing. That's not the intent. I do believe there are solutions. And I believe when you see people like Uncle Ho, Ho Chi Minh, and you see others, you, you see them through the lens of the United States. And you see them through the lens of what they did, what lengths they were willing to go to frighten the American public, to get their soldiers the fuck out of their country. They were willing to do whatever it took to do that. They didn't have all the tanks. They didn't have all the weapons. They didn't have all the helicopters. They were busy having women with rice, barrels of rice running through 50 miles of jungle carrying pieces of a mortar that would be taken to some other location through the Ho Chi Minh Trail. They were willing to do things that we're not even willing to do even the slightest bit to prevent the lies to continue, from continuing and to make things better. They were willing to do things that we simply will not do. And the worst part is, is that there are people just comfortable enough by design that they'll be, don't want to hear about it. They're not interested in making change because their comfort, that little teeny bit of comfort is worth everything. And they're willing to fight to the death for that little comfort, whatever that little comfort is, whatever the little 
trinket and trash they were thrown to keep quiet and stay silent is. They're willing to stay there for that. Knowing full well that they're walking over bodies and they're they're pushing people out of the way that have dental problems that can't afford them, pushing people out of the way that have health problems that they're not able to get fixed because they can't afford it. They don't care. They don't care. Because it's all about following lithium on the stock market. It's all about a, being a big-time player. Player, right? They're out there being a player, getting theirs, getting their fat stacks, going out and playing the crypto game, investing in me, myself, and I. You've got to educate people. And it doesn't happen during elections. Elections may be a vehicle for educating. But what's happening is that we're not making any change in between elections. It's kind of like if you were on a team and you went to a meeting and you didn't do any work between meeting A and meeting B, but you get back together for meeting B to talk about what you accomplished. You didn't do any work in between the meetings. Who the fuck cares? It's worthless, right? It's almost as if you're not really doing anything. And that's what they're doing. And that's what these elections do. They suck all the oxygen out of the room. They suck all the air out of the ball. They suck all the air out of the tires. They suck all the gas out of the engine. They literally blot out the sun so the solar doesn't work. And they get you hyped up about some shitty candidate. And I'm just here to tell you that you have the burden of proof on you to show me how voting your way to that is fixing anything, how not organizing outside of the political process isn't the right answer, and how not being a vanguard party or creating a vanguard of sorts to create that change isn't the right answer. I'm not interested in third parties because to do the third party game, that means you've got to keep the system as it is. That means you've got to break through the Republicans and Democrats' stronghold not just of the parties, but of the process, folks, of the process. They control the process. They control the keys to getting on the stage. They control the keys to the media. They control all of that. So this isn't about a third party. This is about having to plan and think beyond your nose at the end, of, you know, putting your face up against a mirror and pretending like you're doing something useful, okay? And there in which lies the rub, there in which tells me when I look at Vietnam and I look at Korea and I look at these other countries that don't fuck around, they know that they're outnumbered. They know that they don't have the weapons and everything else that they need, but they still think through it and they still don't accept the unacceptable. But we do every time. And I don't really fundamentally understand why that is other than pure propaganda, constant deluge of propaganda. So with that, my tooth hurts insanely right now. There'll be ice in my face down as soon as I get done with this, taking some more ibuprofen, gargling with some salt water. But I challenge you to answer the question that if you know 
that the United States government creates its own currency and then can purchase anything for sale in U.S. dollars. Why we don't have universal health care, why we don't have student debt eliminated, why we are not taking care of our own people. Why is that? And if you answer with something like, we got to vote harder, you're a dupe. You're a fucking dupe. Can't help it. I'm, I'm not going to lie for you. I, in fact, my job is to radicalize you. So I'm going to call you a dupe because you are a dupe. And we need you to not be a dupe because we need people ready to say, hey, I get it. My spouse is a dupe. She's fallen in or he's fallen in. He just can't see their forest for the trees. I get it. I get it. Sucks. Really sucks. Sucks to be the one in your family that's woke and you're living with the enemy who is not woke, who is busy being one of the people that would literally bring about everything we don't want to happen because they are just feckless, right? Love them to death. Happy spouse. Love them to death. They're freaking not awake. And they're busy trying to make sure you're not awake too. It's everywhere, folks. It's everywhere. It's everywhere everywhere so with that please do me a favor i recognize i am not everyone's cup of tea and i'm not trying to be i'm i have a very specific purpose that i do these things for so please if you feel like what i'm saying has any merit whatsoever please subscribe to the channel please like and follow our pages on facebook uh, youtube instagram by all means consider becoming a patreon member uh, we're, we're, we're the tiniest of tiny at this point fighting against a system that is literally geared to keep us dumb and quiet. So if you feel like what we're trying to do and trying to wake people up is of value. Okay. Remember the government can do all of this without any problem, without raising a nickel of taxes, which would appease many Republicans, by the way, and would make legislation passable. Something's amiss. Something's amiss. Let's get to the bottom of it. I'm Steve Grumbine, the Rogue Scholar, and I am. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 